catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Today, it is Computer Storage 101, How the Cloud Works. We have a media consultant whose roots is in technology to help us better understand how the cloud works. I know you've heard things like save it in the cloud, cloud storage, cloud computing, and the rest, right? Some have said organizations should get ready to migrate to cloud-based storage and services. Relax, not to worry, right? We'll understand all of this today. If you have comments and questions, head to our Instagram page at Africa Tech Radio. We'll take a look before the show ends. Welcome, Jeffrey. How are you doing this morning? I am good. Good morning to you. How's it been? I'm good, good. So let's just head straight up into the conversation. In a layman's understanding, what exactly is the cloud? Okay, so the funny thing about the name cloud right it looks like so let's go back to the origin of the internet let's stick back to the roots so the internet is just the interconnection or the intercommunication of different computer systems so when two different systems connect and interact it's the internet then they interact through a process called a world wide web so when they do that everything is interconnected so why it's called a cloud is that when you start to draw a chart of linking computers, say I bring my device, you bring your device, the other person brings the device, and like that, like that, and we keep sharing data. By the time you draw that connection on a board, it forms a cloud. So literally, they just called it a cloud computer because it's an interconnection of sharing of data and all that into everybody's personal devices. Now, let's go to cloud computing. So if we also go back in time where we had our diskettes, I don't know if you can remember when we used diskettes to save data and all that and a lot of information. Then we progressed into using the CD-ROM and then we progressed using the hard drive and the flash drives and the memory card and so on and so on. So it became a process. So technology found out that if we keep building hardwares like this continuously, it would eat space. So you find out that at a point, there was a time when 500 MB was good enough for us to save our files and all that. Before you know it, you're looking at one terabyte. Before you know it, you're looking at two terabytes and on and on and on. So we looked at it like the more technology advances, the more you need hardwares, piled up, piled up of hardwares. You find out that later on, you might be buying a 40 terabyte hardware. So Instead of doing all those hardware, hardware stuff, the technology evolved into the cloud. So you can literally upload your files into the cloud without having any hardware for you. So that's like cloud computing, whereby you don't need to carry all your hard drives and CD-ROMs and everything again to travel and to access files and anything. You can travel to another state in another country, and then by just logging in, with your password and all, you can access your files anywhere in the world. So that is what cloud computing is. That's just literally what it is. You can always access your files. So no more, oh, the hard drive got, the hard drive crashed. Oh, I can't find my files. Oh, my system crashed and I could not see the files I was working on again. Yeah, so I've, I've heard of cloud computing, cloud storage, I've heard of cloud technologies. Is there a difference in any of these terms they are interconnected, but they are slightly different. So let's start from cloud technology. 
cloud technology is the technology used to achieve cloud computing. So I have already explained what cloud computing is, where you interconnect your files, you can always access your files through a password and all that. Now, cloud technology is the, the technology or the brains behind the process where you can access these files. So the technology of building software or building data files or storage files that can help you access it. So take, for example, these days, if you are setting up an office right now, an IT guy that is going to help you install various softwares on your system, install accounting software, install um, various softwares just for your business, right? But now, since we have cloud technology, cloud technology is just plug and play, whereby you click, log onto the, uh, onto the web page, and then design or fashion out your own business style the way you want it, where you can have CRM tools, invoicing tools, and all those things. So, so these are the technology that are already in, without you having the IT guy in place to do all those things for you. You find out that you are literally doing it by yourself, for yourself, without any um, hassle or stress. So that is the cloud technology. Now, cloud storage. However, when we upload files, right, these files don't just fly up in the air. There are companies dedicated to store these files for you. So they don't just fly out to any system or anywhere, as I explained earlier. There are dedicated companies that help you store your files. That is just their job. So the cloud storage is a company, for example, Google. So Google has data centers. When I mean data centers, they have like thousands and millions and millions of hardware just dedicated for people, server rooms dedicated for people to upload their files and extract their files from there. So there are data centers structured and built in various places in the world where they are all interconnected and they are all, you can always access it. So that is cloud storage because these files go to a particular um, place to sit. It's just like um, when you go to the bank, I don't know if you can remember going to the bank those days, and uh, there's this, it's a box or a, what I call it a wardrobe. Before you get into the, into, the, into the bank, you're not supposed to go in with anything metal or metallic. So you find out that the, the, the security guy gives you a key where you put all your personal belongings, like your phones, your wristwatches and stuff, and then you lock it. And that safe is just there, just for you. Your key is only your access to that safe because you are the only one that has access to it. The only thing the security guy does for you is to make sure that that box where you kept your thing is safe. However, you are the only one that has access to that key and you can open it and access all your belongings. That is what cloud storage is. Let's go into other parts of the cloud, right? Uh, Jeffrey, I've heard of this cloud and that cloud. Is there just one cloud or do we have different types of the cloud? So, we like the different types of cloud, or we like to say there are different um, companies that handle cloud computing. I think that would be better to today, right? So we have different companies that have dedicated their time. Like I, I don't know if you heard me the last time where I talked about the bank illustration, right? Mm -hmm. So if you go to certain banks to put up, make your stuff, you put your key, uh, put your personal belongings in that box or that space. 
like that. So those are dedicated companies who have brought out their time to store your data. So we have like the Dropbox. Dropbox is one of them. Uh, we have iCloud, which is um, used by iPhone users and uh, Macs users and all that. And then we have the Google. Google is for Android and any of And then we have other uh, companies who are dedicated as well to save and manage and protect data. So these are various cloud computing services that we have. Um, there, are, there are a whole lot of them. But I think major these are the these are the ones down here in Africa. Um, iCloud, Google, uh, Google Store, and um, the, uh, the Dropbox. Yeah, so, Je- Jeffrey, let's look at the benefits and why someone, right, like why I, for example, should migrate to using cloud technologies. Okay, it has a lot of benefits, which I pointed out in our conversation when I started. So, one of the benefits is that it's a storage space. Like, I just said in the first time when we had, um, you know, if you were storing data, you would have to get right here for different processes and you may have to employ an IT guy to help you with guard and store data you have to buy. So it saves hardware space. Um, second advantage is that the security is there because when you have one company that has dedicated their time and uh, resources to protect data, that is what they do basically. So it's just like going to your bank to help you keep your money. So they are dedicated to help protect your data, your files, and everything. That way, you can store your files without having that care of being uh, compromised. The, the, the final one is accessibility. So you don't need to carry hard drives anywhere. You don't carry your laptop from anywhere. You can log in from anywhere in the world to access your files, to access your data, to work, and to do all the kind of stuff. And the, the other advantage of cloud computing is that it helps in the connectivity. So I will give an example. During this pandemic, we know that health, uh, health workers are working time, are working around the field to make sure that the, uh, the, we have um, the cure for the virus, right? Now, I can be in Nigeria trying to understand how Corona works. And while I'm in Nigeria doing that, someone is in the US trying to understand how Corona works. And now, I cannot just um, know, have one side of the knowledge. It's just like touching an elephant from different sides. However, if I upload my knowledge on the cloud, and the other person in the US upload their knowledge on the cloud, where there is a connectivity, at that way, we are able to build a holistic thing or one thing from exchange of different ideas. So that is a big advantage of the cloud because I'm able to start off from so I can do something and upload to the cloud. Someone sees what I'm doing, enhances it and sees from a different angle and starts off the process again to build and upload again. And that way we have exchange of ideas and things and that that that's really the advantage of cloud computing. So uh I've been wondering, just like the we trying to have a conversation today. And um, network really, really trying our patience. What will happen if um, we convert to cloud and something happens and we can't access what is in the cloud? How do we deal with this and um, other fears attached to migrating fully to the cloud? So basically, the only disadvantage we have down here in Africa must be the internet because you need 
internet to download or upload your file, right? So, but I know evolve and keep evolving and growing and developing, you will be able to um, have faster bandwidth to download or upload files because. The, the challenge is when you have larger files to upload or when you cannot even download your files, you need a file like ASAP and you want to work on something and you're, you're looking at downloading the 60 gigabyte um, data and your internet speed is about um, 50 Mbps. So 50 Mbps will take you a long time to download 50, um, about 50 gigabytes of data. So that is one of the challenges you have to as a pattern, we have like data encryption programs, we have like file compression um, software that can help shrink 60 gigabytes into 200 NB, into 500 NB, and it is slimmer and easier to access and download. However, with the continuous evolving of technology, we are able to do that. Another thing, the disadvantage of uh, having challenges with, uh, with the cloud computing would be privacy. You find out that most of your data, your information are stored in the hands of someone. And someone can have access to all the data and see those things. So that is why these days there are like two factors of education, even on WhatsApp. You find out that uh, there are security changes, uh, two factor authentication and all those kind of things. So it's evolving. It's evolving as the time goes but um, currently the only challenge is that there is internet and bandwidth, which we are working on gradually and gradually. So, there will be a time, time will come when we will not have a challenge accessing our files and being able to download our files again. So how important is the cloud as we look into the future? Uh, we have a lot of people into remote work. Uh, what should we expect and how important is the cloud uh, uh, in negotiating this future? Okay, so we have already pointed out cloud computing has come to stay. In as much as we had so many years of privacy, um, compromise, and security, and all that, but like when we design something, there will be a flaw and continuous changes will happen. But the importance of the cloud has come to stay, being the fact that we are in an evolving world where Corona and some other viruses have been. Possible or impossible for us to have one on one contact. So I can't be flying to the United States to build a technology that I can use in my house here. So it's important, like, or even businesses, for, for example, they have CRM tools, you can monitor your work processes, your staff, your invoicing, your, your accounting, all just from a click of a button in your in the comfort of your home. So you don't necessarily need to call your accountant and give you uh, a breakdown of all the, the, the transactions that happen in X, Y, and Z days. All you need to do is um, click on the button, log into the, the CRM to and you can see the project of what your company has done in the past year. You don't necessarily need to um, employ anybody to sit and arrange files and all that. The cloud is there for you to just access anywhere. So you, you can even take vacation and travel and work while you travel. You can just access your work files. So um, in terms of uh, data recovery, it is very important. So I don't know if by now you must have replaced your phone one way or the other, or your phone must have crashed one way or the other. All other times when we used to write phone numbers on, on paper and pen, 
and you write down numbers like that and like that on books so that when you buy a system you can copy on that. Google Drive, iCloud, Microsoft has been processes whereby once you store your once you store a number, it's directly uploaded to your number on the cloud. So once you get a new phone, all you need to do is just sign up and then everything comes back again without you never left. So that is why it's a complete story. So I once heard that um, the cloud is uh, just someone else's computer system, probably um, lying under his bed or something. Is this true or is it just a myth? And if it's a myth, uh, which other myths like this exist about um, the cloud? <laughs> it's not true. Because um, like I said, it's not just someone's computer. It's just like saying, so there are companies that have come together to say, okay, give us your file, we will help you save your file. You don't necessarily need to carry your file around. And there are data centers, they are called data centers. Now data centers are like storage warehouses where you have 24-7 security and electricity and everything needed to make sure that these files are safe. They are dedicated centers and they are not just one, they are not two, they are not three. They are a whole lot spread across the world. So you can find in the Arctic region as well as the cold region. So your data is not just stored in one place, your data is flying around because if it's stored in a place that's a big compromise where the security can be breached. So Every now and then, there are updates where your data flies from one data center to another data center and all that and all that, and data migration, and that is how the cloud works. So it's not just one computer system lying down somewhere or anything. Thank you very much for the insights. Thank you very, very much for the time also. We've been speaking to a media um, analyst. We've been speaking to Jeffrey Ononiwu. Uh, he has uh, roots in technology, although for now he's deep, knee deep, I would say, into the world of media. Thank you very much, Jeffrey. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is very, very good. Thank you. So, as Africa has the youngest population in the world, and about 580 million of the people in Africa are children. That number is growing fast and is expected to hit over 700 million by the year 2030. These number of youths and these number of children need access to quality education. According to the Generation 2030 Africa 2.0 report from UNICEF, tech skills, which are not just to be taught in school, that would help the next generation succeed in the labor markets where we have increased automation, technology, and unconventional jobs is the way forward. We're going to have about 20 million African youths joining the workforce every year until the next three decades. What plans do we have for this generation? Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.